canceled. It was recorded in front of a live studio audience. It is not. Welcome to Canceled. We are <laughs> back. Uh, this is week two. Well, I guess it's technically, what is it? Uh, his visit. Yes. Days two continued in three. Yes. Yes. That's Brett Vervoort. You're here in the background. How are we doing, Brett? I'm doing great, Chris. Excellent. How was uh, Slap Bracelet? Slap Bracelet was amazing. Uh, we had a pretty full crowd and we got a lot of inflatable furniture for the girls to sit on, kind of like a throwback 90s sleepover vibe. Mm-hmm. But they are designed for children and sure. super cheap. So it's just watching five drunk comics slowly slide. <laughs> the to the ground. <laughs> yeah. It was – maybe there was a metaphor in there, but it was <laughs> pretty entertaining to watch. Awesome. When is that show going to be going forward? Uh, it's the last Wednesday of every month at Barrel of Fun Mule, at the Alamo Drafthouse Mueller. Awesome. So we'll do that. Uh, definitely go to that. I am – all right. Let's just jump into it because I, I went to the gym and there's nothing to say there. Uh, it's not interesting. <laughs> I went to – I go to Classic Planet Fitness. I will say this. They have something called – it's a, it's like – because I do the uh, like the higher level membership where I can go to all the gyms as opposed to just one. Okay. And with that, you get like access to the tanning beds, which I'm Ooh. clearly going to use, and like <laughs> massage chairs. And then something that's called like a hydro massage. And I was like, oh, what's that about? So it's like a it's like a bed that you lay on and there's like a sack over the bed and in the, underneath like so you stay dry but in that sack are these like jets of water mm. that kind of go back and forth up and down your body or whatever and like massage you okay. which like it feels pretty nice it is the loudest fucking thing on the like you're supposed to like I assume a massage is supposed to be somewhat relaxing yeah imagine that but just also a train going by for the entire time it's insanely loud. yeah like an industrial car wash yeah 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 exactly exactly like someone's just power washing your back that feels like something that was designed for those kids that hang out near like the jet by the pool for too long. <laughs> They're like, I want that over my whole body. Uh, so that's been my day, except for watching two episodes of my new favorite show, John from Cincinnati. Ooh, yeah. What did you think of these episodes? Uh, I think we definitely got a little bit more about John out of them, but. I can't get past how um, abstract the dialogue is at times. What's odd is, so it's almost it's like certain characters are very abstract. Yes, like Bill especially. Bill especially the three at the hotel mm-hmm. especially, but then just like Rebecca Day Renee just talks like a angry lady, which she should be angry, but like yeah, she just you know those like it's like the family tend to speak pretty normally. And then everyone else does this weird, like, faux Shakespearean dialogue and, like, soliloquies at all times. Yeah, I don't know what the public education is like at Imperial Beach, but (laughs) everybody seems to be doing pretty well. Everybody's doing well, except for the random three people we meet that stab John. Wait, is that the the next episode? We'll get to that in a minute. Um, Did we watch the right episodes? Yes, yes, we did. Okay, just making sure. But so this is uh, part two. Of the previous episode, the first one. Yes, picking up right where the last one left off. With Sean's eyes popping open because he was kissed by a bird. (laughs) Yes. A bird that shit in uh, Bill's pocket. I have to say, I think the show is, like, interesting and smart and is actually probably doing a lot of shit that I'm too dumb to really even understand is doing. Yeah. It is also wildly scatological at all times. There's always somebody dumping out or... Like, farting. Like, there's a lot of just weird... Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, I know a lot of intellectual people, and they will make gross jokes. Sure, I get it. It's human. (laughs) Yeah, to air. But And it's also like this show's cast is expanding. Yes, they're adding more characters. Big character actors, too, Mm -hmm. make appearances where you're like, oh, wow, okay. 
and like are clearly going to continue to be cast members. These aren't like one-off little moments. But then like – so like the doctor is now like becoming a much bigger character than maybe I expected going in. Yes. And then like he meets – I think it's in episode four, but like you meet the attorney for the hospital. Yeah, Stephen Tobolowski. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, they're not just going to put him in one episode. No. Right. <laughs> He's a big, yeah, that's the, uh, we, I think I mentioned this with Pat Dean at one point, but it's the uh, law and order problem where like you'll be watching an episode of law and order and suddenly like Jim Gaffigan is in it. And then you're like, well, he, they talked to him for two seconds and they leave and you're like, oh, well, he'll be back because like, or like Robin Williams is there for 10 yeah. seconds. You're like, oh, I wonder if he's the bad guy. Cause like, he's a huge care, a huge actor. Yeah. So this episode, like we said, is taking uh, exactly where we left off. He is fine. <laughs> Sean has gone from having a completely ruptured spinal cord, brain, brain dead, dead, no for, activity, 27 yeah. minutes deprived of oxygen to, uh, just being fine. Yeah, it's it's Bill coming out, and he's like, "Well, he looks a lot better." He says, "I wrote it down." He goes, "He's much improved. He's well." I had Zippy kiss him. Thought I'd take a shot, and like, it's wild because none of them know about the bird. Like, only him and the kid know about the bird. So for him to say that to them is yeah. like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And then the and then the doctor's like, "Okay, that's weird," and then goes in. <laughs> <laughs> that he's just like, not only is he awake, yeah, yeah. but he is fully responsive mm-hmm. and his back's no longer, longer broken. broken. Yeah, yeah. It's not even like he still has this injury, but ma- miraculously he can like talk and shit. He, it's like nothing ever happened to him. Yeah. Which is – And uh, Sean's back to being Sean being like, okay. <laughs> yeah, Sean's back to being a terrible actor. That is the problem with Sean too is – him and Kai both are pretty bad because they're just surfers in real life. Yeah. But they have to – be in scenes with people who are acting their fucking dicks off. So, like, Sean's having these moments with Rebecca de Mornay, who's just a beast, and it just really emphasizes how fucking terrible he is at acting. Yeah, she's, like, throwing all this emotion at him. Blank slate. He's like, cool, can I go skateboard? Yeah, yeah. she's like, you just <laughs> broke your neck. I kind of half expected he was going to break his fucking neck again when he went skateboarding, because that was going to make me laugh. Um... <laughs> So, uh, Freddy, the drug dealer, Steady Freddy, they call him, uh, yes. from Hawaii. He has a new friend who is, what's the polite word? Is he like, I, I don't know that he's mentally disabled, but he seems, he's, he's more dumb than dumb, is what I'm saying. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's not just some dummy. He's like slow. Yeah, he's just like uh, he's like one of those like old kind of mob characters where it's like, oh yeah, get him, Freddy. Yeah, like, he's like a. I don't know. Am I is Goomba a slur? No, I think that. Well, isn't that the isn't that the thing from Super Mario Brothers? Maybe it is. Isn't that a Goomba? The little fucking the he, the like uh, red things that bounce up and down. It's what I felt when I looked at. It. I was like, this guy's a Goomba. I get you. He's a bit of a Goomba. I'll give you that. Uh, and he, he also looks like Freddy's son. He does. He's got the same hair. He's got the same like pattern baldness that yeah. Freddy has. Uh, but Freddie fucking just goes, let me see your hand, and then just shatters his fucking wrist against the dashboard because Freddie's like, I need an excuse to be inside the hospital. You can just be inside the hospital. You can't – you might not be able to get into Sean's room if you're not family, but, like, it's a public place. Just walk inside. Yeah, and then they never end up going inside the hospital <laughs> anyways. <laughs> and he just duct tapes his fucking broke wrist back together. Uh, I don't – those two are, like – 
I, this may be too old of a reference. Do you ever watch Laverne and Shirley? Yeah. So Lenny and Squiggy, they're like tough. They're like Lenny and Squiggy if they also if Lenny and Squiggy carried guns. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's interesting though because like Freddie, once he drops off Butchie and um, John at the hospital, you would think that his job would be done. Like he'd right. leave, but he stays. And talks to himself. I'm assuming to himself, right? Yeah, he's or, listening to uh, opera, mm-hmm. and he's and like, "Oh, she's this is a she's a hell of a voice in this girl. She was the, she was in Phantom of the Opera, whatever she does." And it comes out as he's talking to his uh, his Goomba friend um, that uh, that like he doesn't know why he's acting this way. Like he doesn't know why he flew from uh, Hawaii. He doesn't know why he drove them here and why he's still here. That he's not outside. leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But something is compelling, compelling him. him to do that. And not only like be there, but look out for the family because him and uh, his sidekick go and try and like break up the reporters that right. are all outside trying also, to get a scoop. That's a lot of reporters for an entirely not famous kid. Right? But he like, comes- I get that he's supposed to be really good at surfing or whatever, but, yeah. like, in a niche community, people would know who he is. But he's not – this is, like, his first competition or whatever. So, like, why does everyone know who he is? Why is why are the reporters so, like, parked in – I mean, now I get it afterwards because it's, like, a miracle has happened. So, like, the reporters should be interested. But, like, why were they so at the hospital? Well, do you think maybe it was, like, Luke Perry's character was, like, I'm going to call the press because bad press is still press. It could be. Could be. Also, Luke Perry's a real piece of shit. So I, I tried to watch this show. So my girlfriend was in the living room was watching the show, and she did not watch the first two episodes. Okay, so she was lost. <laughs> she has no fucking clue what's happening. And, like... It kind of shows what this show is, which is it set itself up in the pilot, and if you miss that setup, we're not going to help you. There is no, like, catching up in dialogue to be done. They don't explain who anyone is, what their relationship to anybody else is, which could, like, at the time it's a thing. Like, now we expect that, right? Like, we've been trained by Prestige Television, Game of Thrones, whatever, to, like, expect, like, if you miss an episode, you're going to be lost. I feel like that might have been a problem in 2007 is why this show – Maybe I mean, Sopranos had happened and that sort of thing had happened. It wasn't quite as prevalent. So I wonder if that's maybe also why this has been canceled. Yeah, it's also so stylized that I think that, too, on top of, like, not knowing the characters and the relationship to each other, it's like, oh, I don't get what the tone of this show is, especially, like, if you're just jumping in. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. No, she had no clue what was going on. At one point, uh, Freddy, City Freddy calls the reporters blood-drinking vampire cocksucker on sale for half a ham sandwich. I don't – I get the first part. Yeah. I get up to cocksucker and then on sale for half a ham sandwich, I am completely lost. Um, but so they have to what I what I found interesting is the doctor's character I feel like in, in, over these two episodes is the only one except for maybe Cass reacting appropriately to like supernatural phenomenon happening, right? Because he has witnessed a miracle. A boy came in with a completely shattered fucking uh, spinal column and is now absolutely fine. His reaction is to like quit his job and just be around that family and be like, I don't know what my place in this world is anymore. That is the reaction you should have. Meanwhile, people are floating and they're like, oh, I got to go get a poultice for my knee and fucking whatever. Like they're, they're not reacting to the shit at all. Yeah. Mitch keeps stuff pretty buried deep. Mitch is a cunt. So my whole the other thing my girlfriend pointed asked after the first after the well the first episode she watched being the third episode was who's likable on this show? Ooh, and I think kind of everybody except Mitch and maybe Luke Perry because Luke Perry's clearly up to something. But like 
Bill's likable as fuck. Even Steady Freddy is likable. Yeah. Like he's weird and likable. Butchie might be a junkie drug addict, but, but he's a, charming with a lo- with a heart of gold, right? He's likable. Yeah. Everybody's like there isn't like a a villain on this show, so to speak, except for maybe Mitch, who's just an egotistical asshole. Yeah, Mitch has just been like sipping from that self pity sippy cup for a long time. <laughs> that is very true. But he also like, and it might be in the next episode. I think it is in the think next so. episode. But we can kind of talk about it. Uh, well, let's actually let's stick to the first episode yes. for while we're doing. So it. The, there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. So uh, study Freddie and them. So the. As soon as the doctor goes in and he sees that Sean is awake, he's like, okay, well, your your grandson is fine and there's nothing the hospital can do, so take him. And even more to the point, he's like, whatever – if he stays here, whatever the hospital does is not going to be for your family's benefit, meaning they're going to either like run a bunch of crazy experiments on him or like – Try to get you to sign papers that you're not going to sue, whatever it is. So he's like looking out for the family and he's like, so get him out of here. And they have to like Benny Hill their way out the back of the thing with like him on a piggyback ride or whatever. But yeah, so they leave immediately. Yes. But before before they leave, there's like a brief window of time where Mitch has like walked out of Mm. the hospital and he's just sulking by himself. He's like, oh, my grandson's pretty much dead to me. Yeah. (laughs) And then – out comes uh, Cass. Is that her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cass, uh, who is the cool girl with the Porsche who mm. works with Luke There's Perry. There's something going on. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she invites him for a ride. And he he takes her up on it and goes for a ride and leaves. And so he hasn't realized that Sean's awake. He has no idea Sean's not dead, right? Yeah. Also, at this point, he they go for a ride. They, like, walk on the beach. They have a conversation. Uh, she invites him back to the hotel. They fuck. All of this before he realizes his son is alive, right? Yeah. So, like, here's what I'm saying about Mitch being a wild asshole. Is that your move? Like, your grand, well, not son, grandson, uh, has just shattered his neck. They're going to have to take him off life support. You're leaving all of that to your wife because you can't handle any sort of fucking anything to do with illness or whatever. You act like a lunatic. And your first move is to just go cheat on your wife with some... I don't know, girl who's 20 years younger than you, like... Because of how easy it was, I feel like this has was not his first time doing oh, this. Oh, no, 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 no way. He's definitely a... And she was definitely letting him talk about himself the whole time, and I was like, he's not, like, <laughs> who sleeps with this guy who all he does is just complain about how hard his life is? And uh, talk in the most bullshit, like, freshman year of college uh, way about surfing yeah where he's taught he says he says one thing where it's like uh that's not surfing man that's just uh let like so what so a bunch of uh people can judge you and give you a number so they can compare you to some other number so some other shitheads uh know which sunglasses to buy or whatever this is stupid ass locally about like capitalism uh, ruining yeah. the art of fucking surfing and it's like you are <laughs> 50 grow the fuck up yes he's way too old to be just like throwing this pity party with pity balloons also, I, there's a thing I have a problem with, and this is completely out of nowhere. When uh, when Sean wakes up in the hospital, he looks up at uh, Butchie who walks in the room. And he goes, I won, Dad. 
I don't think he should have won. I think if you shatter your neck, you lost. Like, I don't, uh, even in, like, you shouldn't get the medal. You did the worst at surfing because you died. Like, yeah. that's gotta be, everyone who didn't die while surfing did better than you. Yeah, if anyone was, like, playing basketball and someone died on the court, they're not like, this team MVP. wins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All star. Um, yeah. He won. I don't know. It must have been, like, an honorary thing, but. I don't uh, know. But they do make a point of saying he won, like like repeatedly, which is very weird. Uh, also, everybody on the show is reacting. All their actions are around the Yosts right now. So, like the three people at the hospital, Luis uh, at the at the hotel, Luis Guzman's like, oh, you know, when my my cousin got shot, we all made food because he didn't have any. We, you know, and they're like, what do you mean? He said, well, they're going to get home. They're not going to have anything to eat. And they're going to be sad. We should bring them. <laughs> Pea soup for some reason. Yes, and then the owner is like, "But before we do that, let me close the room." Yeah, he has to go close the door to the haunted room because he didn't close it when he got scared and ran away. And he hears he hears singing when he approaches that none of them can hear. He's the only one that hears it, and he says, "Postcoital Debbie Boone." Yeah, that I I I guess we're led to believe that the guy who raped him in that hotel room sang Debbie Boone afterwards. afterwards? It's weird, man. Okay, so every so they're also kind of ramping up the magic. Yes. Right? So so uh John keeps saying how he's going to bone Kai. Yeah. Because Butchie said it. But, uh, again, John only speaks in repeating things that he, other people have said to him, right? So he just keeps talking about how he's going to bone Kai and Kai's like, "All right, let's go back to my place for a minute." Yeah, make your see God. Yeah. But he does Right? Yeah. Well, I know she sees God, but he says, see God, Kai. And her eyes roll back into her head, and now she can see where everyone else is and what they're doing, right? Well, not everybody. We don't see everybody. We yeah. see Butchie shoot, about to shoot up. We see Luis Guzman spill soup on himself. Whatever. We see all these moments. Uh, when Butchie shoots up, smoke starts coming out the top of his head. We find out later it's because he has... Like, some sort of implants, metal implants. I'm yeah. assuming like horns or some sort of uh, like like a piercing of some kind. I, I assumed it was horns just because he was saying like how he was so bad and he wanted to show everybody how bad he was. Yeah. And then Kai, when she had the visions, her nipple piercings were also really hot. Got crazy hot and her, her vagina piercing as we find out. Yes. Um, and what turns out is when he was going to shoot up, his piercings got super hot and started burning his hair. That's why there was smoke coming out of the top of his head. So, like, there's also the thing of everyone is starting to piece together that maybe John is somehow involved in all of this. Because there's just – but as soon as, like, Sean wakes up, I think it, there's too many magical things happening all in a series because this is only day two. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're like, oh, there must be something bigger going on here. And uh, but you go is talking to someone about his pockets and the, talking the doctor. He's talking to the doctor. Yeah, he's like his pockets are magic. <laughs> yeah, he's like a phone. But also the other thing that's, and I get it's just sort of a stylistic choice. Yeah, but they don't just say like I needed a thing, and anytime you need a thing, it appears in his pants. They he says like his pants make money or whatever like or they don't, the father when referring to the father no one ever says he's floating or he floats they go he's off the ground or he's up in the air and it's like no that does that is some a, a very vague way of putting that just say he float he was floating I looked in and he was floating six feet off the ground like no one just comes out and says that as much as they say like yeah, you know my father was off the ground yesterday it's like I don't know what the fuck that means yeah so all this is happening. 
And meanwhile, Steady Freddy and Bill are button heads a little bit uh, because Bill approaches him and he's just like, what's your name? And he goes, I'm going to tell you shit or whatever. And they have this like – Bill is talking like an old-timey cop and Steady Freddy's kind of talking like an old-timey criminal. Like they just are yeah. the same age. So it's like they grew up in the same sort of crime era. Yeah. And then uh, John has a line and it's, I think it's like in episode four maybe or at the end of episode three where he's just like, Bill isn't uh, Freddy's, uh, Freddy's first Bill, Bill and, and Freddy isn't, isn't Bill's, Bill's first Freddy. Freddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've seen each other's type before. So right. I think they have a really quick read on each other. For sure. And I enjoy it very much. At one point, yeah. Bill says uh, Bill says something to Freddy. It doesn't even matter what it is. And Freddy's response was because I wrote it down because it made me laugh. Freddy says, uh, well, pin a nose on your – was it? No, pin a pink rose on your donkey nose. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Like weird greaser talk is that? But I enjoyed it very much. So they're having a weird – they're kind of pairing characters off with each other. Yeah. Like uh, sort of, you know, uh, Butchie and Kai – not Butchie, but Kai and uh, John are kind of doing a thing and Freddie and Bill are doing a thing. They're all uh, – uh, Mitch and Cass are kind of doing a, their own thing and then they're all kind of coming together. That seems to be a theme on the show is like everybody kind of ending up at this same place at the end. Yeah, like ending up back at the motel. Yeah, or at the hospital or whatever it is. Yeah, some weird convergence. And then there's a moment where uh, – so Mitch finally finds out that Sean mm. is back because he wasn't answering his phone. Right. So he comes back and finds out that he's fine. And then he gets in another fight <laughs> with his wife. He's also doing that thing. He's like – he's such an asshole. So he's doing that. He's, he's like uh, apologizing but not apologizing. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, where he's just like, look, I understand like, – because uh, basically saying, you know, you said a lot of – hurtful things to me at the hospital or whatever you shamed me and I'm going to have to learn you know and those were all my actual fault comings and I'm going to have to learn how to deal with it but it's still like it's her fault you know what I mean it's not like yeah it's uh, because you said these things I reacted the way I did as opposed to oh you're right about the shitty things you said about me and I need to take stock of myself and he refuses to just see his fucking grandson he, yeah, he doesn't see, and then he he leaves, but he leaves hopping over a fence. Like, well, everybody's going out the back and hopping over this fence because all the reporters are in the front and they're trying to leave and yeah. they're trying to like. But I think there was like a recur- recurring motif, at least like in episode three, because there's like a line that the motel owner uh, says where he's like, um, "Fences make good neighbors." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's Butchie coming over the fence into the house, mm-hmm. and then Mitch going over the fence out of the oh, house. Absolutely. So I think there's like some kind of metaphor there, maybe where it's just talking about how like. Mitch is pulling away as Butchie's moving closer in. And it's almost like – and while Mitch is climbing over the fence, he gets stuck on a nail behind his knee. So when Butchie comes outside out of the house, he's just hanging off of this fucking fence by his one leg, which is like the family is trying to – yeah. still trying to hold on to him no matter how hard he's trying to get away. Yeah. I like wrote down – I was like – like, because he stepped on the needle in the first episode, yeah, and then yeah. he got caught on a nail. I was like, stigmata theory? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's ex- as absolutely as likely as any fucking thing else on the show, for I like, sure. I was like, he keeps getting stabbed. The other thing that annoyed me is everyone talking to Sean keeps telling him, like, you know, you were pretty banged up over there. No, he wasn't pretty banged up. He was fucking dead. He was His pretty much dead. His neck was broken. He was only alive because machines were keeping him alive. 
Yeah, and it's one of those things, like, you could call it an actor choice about, like, maybe he's still processing it and he's in shock, but he seems completely unfazed. It's not an actor choice. He's a terrible actor. <laughs> it, is, it is a casting choice to cast a child who cannot act in this role. He just wants to skate. He just wants to go back Read a out magazine. There. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's just like, I'm not tired because he's like, well, I'm going to stay in bed or whatever. And he's yeah. like, I'm not tired. So he's like reading a magazine. Honestly, if I came back from the dead, I probably wouldn't feel tired. I'd be like, I've been so well rested. Let's go do some shit, man. I was dead for the last two hours. I'd like to like get out of this bed. Yeah. Um. So Freddie's partner is the ice cream man. Paluka or whatever the fuck his name Paluka. is. Because they talk about uh, in the first episode that Butchie was buying drugs from the ice or heroin from the ice cream man. That's uh-huh. who that is. And he comes at one point, just the creepiest shit in the world. Uh, he just oh, pokes his head in fucking Sean's window while Sean's like reading his magazine. And he's like, hey, hey, you know me? I'm the ice cream man. <laughs> it's like, run, kid. That is how you get molested. <laughs> He's just like, I don't know who you saw. I don't know anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, He's like, like, is that the guy I saw coming in? He's like, I, would I know who you saw coming in. He's like, good point. <laughs> Thanks, kid. Yeah, Bye. yeeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's like trying to he- listen in on the Butchie and the doctor's conversation. Because Butchie and the doctor are having this conversation where the doctor's like, look, I witnessed a fucking miracle at my hotel. Or my hospital, rather. I keep saying hotel. At my hospital. Uh, your son came in with a severed spinal cord and now he is absolutely fine. And – Butchie's like, yeah, well, maybe it's this fucking John guy because he's got magic pants and I should be feeling dope sick, but I'm not. And the doctor's like, hey, by the way, you've got like a a clot, a clot basically where you shoot up that you should get checked out because it could give you a stroke or whatever. Yeah. That clot's got to come back. You don't just. I'm like, assuming that's not just a random. Yeah. Clot. Like this show seems too specific. Yeah. Um, But what uh, what I mean to say is like he the ice cream man is like trying to gather information. He's always like poking around corners trying to listen in and eavesdrop I think for Freddy yeah but like it doesn't seem it doesn't seem uh, malicious right no I think it's just like because Freddy even says when he's talking to Ed O'Neill he's like Billy's like I look out for the family and Freddy's like well I also look out for the family like so they they seem to have good intentions even if he's not sure what those intentions are yeah, but for whatever reason, they just, like, feel compelled. There's some sort of, like, call it the magic, call it just, like, trauma, but, like, it's all pulling all these characters closer and closer into this eye of the storm that we don't we don't even know. The end is near, John says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one thing we know is that the end is near. And one thing that I noticed about John, like, going into these episodes as opposed to the first two is he – because he's always repeating things, right? Mm. But in these, he's repeating lines that people say to other people when John's not around. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Specifically in the next episode, very much so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so he's just pulling stuff from the ether now, which is like mm-hmm. adding to the mysticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get into the next episode in a second. This episode ends with the uh, with Rebecca De Mornay basically telling Sean, go ahead and go out and skate. Because at first she's like, are you fucking crazy? You can't go skate. Your neck was broken 10 minutes ago. Shoot up, ass, go, go fucking lay down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Butchie goes to shoot up at that moment. That's what drives Butchie to shoot up. He hadn't shot up in days, but he goes to go shoot up because his uh, Rebecca DeMarnay yells at him, basically says, like, did you build that fucking half pipe? I built that half pipe. I didn't even tell you never showed up. I didn't even tell Sean you were supposed to show up because I knew you fucking wouldn't because you're goddamn junkie or whatever. He freaks out to go shoot up, but doesn't because his fucking weird implants start burning on top of his head. And I think we're led to believe we see a shot of what I'm guessing is spilled heroin. I'm not. 100% sure what heroin looks like, but, like, there's a needle and a spoon and a liquid, so I'm assuming it's like, yeah. oh, he didn't actually get to shoot up. 
no, because he's he's climbing right after that. So you're like, definitely yeah, 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 yeah. not enough winning. He's hopping fences pretty easy. But his other thing is that he's not dope sick. He should be. He hasn't gotten high in days. He should be on the ground sick, but he's not. Uh, and it ends with them saying, okay, you can go skate. And he's out skating and all the reporters are like, what the fuck? Because the reporters didn't know he was awake either. All they knew was that the – uh, the family had taken him from the hospital. Yeah, and someone gets a picture, and then next episode, f- head- front page of the paper is Miracle yeah. Boy, which it fucking should be. Like, yeah, it, a, a miracle has happened. And what we find out is that the doctor, who is now just a character on this show, uh, he's having coffee. He's meeting with Stephen Tobolowsky, who's like the lawyer, and he tells the doctor, "Look, you have a PR problem. This will help. It's my letter of resignation. I'm." And he, in his letter of resignation, says he must have misdiagnosed him. And when he found out that he did, he destroyed the evidence so that blah, blah, blah. And I think in an attempt to, like, not only save the hospital but to, like, get people to leave the family alone. Yeah. It was but that doesn't work because there's still reporters everywhere, even in this episode. They're still sneaking out the back. For sure. But I think in terms of at least, like, the hospital investigating and things like that, as long as the hospital's butt is covered, they're probably not going to send, like, detectives yeah, or things yeah, yeah. after His whole them thing was, like, they're not, don't worry, the family's not going to sue. Like, Yeah. And, like, even the, the attorney, uh, Stephen Tobolowsky, looks at the headline. He's like, well, at least there's no pain and suffering with the headline, like, Miracle Boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Mitch is just staying with the girl. Wakes with Cass. up post coital, starts talking about her chakras. Ugh, just he's the worst. And I get like we it hadn't really dawned on me that he's supposed to be this sort of like Eastern philosophy kind of Buddhist whatever he thing. He's talking about like his spiritual discipline, but he just like seems like a college freshman who got really into his like intro to yeah. philosophy. Yeah, he class. got like a he got a copy of like Zed and the Art of Motorcycle Repair, and he's just like won't stop reading it in public. That kind of guy. I feel like he must not be a good lay because she she was just sitting there. She like, seemed fine, and then she went into the other room to cry. She went into the bathroom to cry, and then I laughed because the. He, Mitch is like, hey, can you come out here for a second? This is important. And when she walks out, he's just floating in the fucking room. Even higher than he was before, Significantly though. higher. Significantly higher. So it's higher. like at first it was like just really <laughs> few low. Off the ground. few inches. Then it was like maybe like a foot. And now. He's like his head's up to the ceiling. He's yeah. Like all the way uh, all the way in the air. Higher and higher. And then uh, John, who is staying with Kai briefly, is like out looking at a field, just walking around. Yeah, yeah, Gets pulled up um, from these three guys in a van who I guess we're going to I saw the van happen and I was like, get away from that van, John. Those guys are sketchy. And he's like, yo, no, these are my friends. And he gets in the van with these guys who are going to try and rob him. I'm assuming. But they give him a beer. And then they kind of get, like, they're kind of driving to, like, an alley or whatever. They, yeah, they give them the beer, and then they're like, oh, you crushed our last beer, yeah. so you owe us something. Right. And then they pull a knife on him, and, of course, he's not scared because he can't even process what's happening to him. Right. And he gets stabbed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's going to be some shit where, like, oh, it's not, he's not going to bleed or something yeah. happened. No, the stabbing matters. Like, he's, like, He still has a up. body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, he also, but he doesn't, like, shit. Or pee, as far as we know, right? He's always faking it. But he bleeds. <laughs> he bleeds for sure because he is stuck twice and covered in blood and left on the side of the road for uh, Vietnam Joe to f- find. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't happen until later. But this whole episode is Butchie and Kai walking around trying to find John. They enlist Bill's help. And Bill's saying we're going to break up the community into quadrants. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a very policeman thing. But Bill is also putting – 
a bubble wrap on the stairs in his house? Yeah, he's like baby proofing his own house. Yeah, yeah. For what purpose? I I'm not, not sure. Really sure, but he's talking. He's having very long soliloquies delivered to his bird, yes. uh, which is just kind of how he speaks most of the time. But he's he's either speaking to his bird or his dead wife or a mix of both. I think it's a it's a mix of both. It's hard to know. He's channeling something otherworldly, though. Yeah, clearly there's something going on there as well. Uh, Luke Perry and Cass are having arguments because Cass is, like, not getting the information he's, she's supposed to be getting about Mitch. But then Luke, Luke Perry's character says at one point, he's gonna, he goes, I'm trying to try to get him to move out of the house for good. But now is he talking about Sean or is he talking about Mitch? I think maybe it's I think maybe it's Mitch. But why would that? Because matter? Mitch is the biggest obstacle to Sean surfing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if Mitch is out of the picture and maybe it's just um, Cece looking after Sean, then she'll let him pursue sure. his love. Yeah. Um, so that's why he's kind of hanging around their house still, and she's making him wash dishes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which was weird. <laughs> also, there's a line by the way when Bill is delivering a soliloquy, he's like trying to duct tape this. Uh, uh, bubble wrap to the edge of the stairs, and he pulls off a bit a piece of bubble of uh, duct tape with his teeth, but it gets like stuck to his mouth. Yeah, and he says, uh, "May this pain come to Clinton for disgracing the Oval Office," and then pulls the duct tape off his face. So weird. More of a Bush guy. <laughs> well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> a sixty-year-old ex-cop. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's very strange, uh, and it's also interesting because like after Cass sees Mitch levitating, she's like. Do you want to see if that store's open for, <laughs> for your knee? Because he goes to an apothecary yes. to get a poultice for his knee. And I did laugh where he says, like, they're not really strict about their business hours. I was like, yeah, no, of course not. They sell moss for you to rub and the back he, of your leg. He comes back and he has this book on levitation. levitation for, the, for the illuminated or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From their lending library. And he's trying to figure out what his levitation means. He's like, Reasonable. is it about my surfing? Is it about my years of spiritual discipline? Is it about is it about my family? Yeah. Like, Well, also, that's what I was going to say. And it's later in this episode, but we can talk about it now. And what a fucking egomaniac lunatic fucking uh, Mitch is, Mitch Yost is, because he basically says, you know, I always knew I was special, but me and I always thought it was because of my surfing. But now that, you know, Sean is healing and I'm floating, maybe this is – maybe I'm special and that's why Sean is healed. Really? You don't – what? You think you did it? The one person who was like, kill him now and I'm leaving. You think you're the one who saved his life. Yeah. That just made me real mad. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just – he. I don't know why he feels like it has anything to do with him. And also I, I mean the floating probably. Yeah. But, I, could, I, I could imagine it's something to do with it. Yeah, but I think like Sean's, Sean's miracle outweighs his miracle. By a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're floating. He's alive. Like he came back from yeah. the dead essentially. Which would kind of make Sean Jesus. I don't – just a lot of – I'm assuming religious stuff going on here. Yeah. Um. So Kai – Kai and Budgie, they're looking for John. They're looking for John, and they're going around, and they're be- they're like kind of having a nice conversation or whatever. They're getting a little flirty. He kicks her in the butt. She kicks him in the butt. And she's like, "Why did you tell John to bone me?" Right, which was, which yeah, that's gross. And but he was like, "What I meant to say was he picked a really nice person to like or whatever." Yeah. But John doesn't know what bone means. In the previous episode, where he's like back to the house, he's like, "Are we gonna bone?" And she's like. 
uh, touch my tits. And he's like, uh, tits doesn't ring a bell. Like, he just doesn't know anything, yeah. right? So, like, but then Butchie and Kai are going to hook up. Yeah, they get, like, flirty. They get flirty, which is, like, he's charming. I get it. But, like, you're really just going to jump on that you uh, IV drug user dick that fast? Like, yeah, you know him to be a squatter dr- junkie. That's all you know And it's up. not like his drug history is, like, really far behind him. No, it's a couple days ago. It's uh, yeah. three days ago at this point. Wow, those three days of sobriety really turned you around. Three buddy. days of sobriety in which I don't think he's taken a shower. I haven't seen it happen. I haven't seen so, it So, like, yeah, for her to just, I mean, literally jump on him. And then we find out, I think... That he stood her up at junior prom? Yeah, they have a long history together. Right, because she says, like, I'm going to – in such a – I don't like – it just didn't fit her character at all to me at all. The music? Well, even the music choice, whatever. It's a good song. But she's like, I'll spare you the candles, but if you make fun of this music, I'm going to beat you up or whatever. And she plays uh, Peter Gabriel, right? Yeah. Um, Which it's like a song people like, so that wasn't such a weird choice. But like the candle, suddenly she shows up, and it's going to be like she's like real girly, yeah. And that just doesn't fit Kai. Like, yeah, it seems like she'd be like, no, like more. She's saying dumping out. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, oh, my pussy was on fire when the the thing heated up or whatever. She's like graphic, so for her to just be like, hold on, I need to like some candles and whatever. Just it seemed out of place. Yeah, and then she's like, also, I have piercings. Don't be freaked out or (laughs) whatever. Freaked out by them. (laughs) Also, you're talking to a man who has piercings in his skull. And is a junkie drug user. I can't imagine you're the first set of nipple rings he's seen in his life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even more to the point in that scene, uh, he says something about like, was this song? Oh, he says, was this song playing the first time I threw up on you? Which the first time, that's a real bummer of a sentence. Yeah. Uh, and then she says it was playing at our junior prom. And he's like, I missed junior prom. And she's like, I know, it, which it kind of felt like she was implying like they were supposed to go together and he ditched her, I guess, maybe. Or maybe like she had one of those like far away crushes on him because maybe uh, he was be. already good at surfing by that point. Young, exciting. She also surfed. Maybe that's what it was. I guess. I don't know. It um, was uh, but it's just implying a longer history between those two characters than I think I realized. Yeah, the, yeah. There's definitely they like grew up together. An undercurrent of flirtation there, and so I wonder. I wonder how that'll pan out. But it's really like we're just waiting for Butchie to relapse at some point, right? Yeah, I can only assume. Uh, Cass also has visions in this episode. Cass also has visions in this episode, and now the previous visions were brought on by John saying, uh, by John saying, "See God, Kai," because uh, Butchie had told him when he thought they were going to go bone to make her see God. Uh, so he says, "See God, Kai," and that's kind of brings the visions on. Cass just has them out of nowhere. Yeah, alone in the hotel room, probably in between cries, and. What is but she has a vision of John lying in the ditch bleeding. And and a motel. And a motel, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, John John is getting a ride from a well, Vietnam Well, Vietnam Pro. Joe finds him there all stabbed up, and he's like, Jesus Christ, don't let me help you. Let me get you back to, to the town or whatever, get you to the hospital. This must have been triggering for him because he was very emotional. Well, they say – there's a very specific thing that happens here. 
where so again everybody kind of ends up back at the hotel at this point yeah. uh for various reasons like bill and uh is there cuz he's trying to find butchie to tell him he was looking for fucking john but he finished his quadrant or whatever freddie and ice cream man are posted up outside there fucking with like the old lady in boca raton like sun reflector thing that yeah. you suntan with um, the three people that run the hotel are there. Like, everybody's kind of meeting up at this point. Butchie and uh, Kai are in Butchie's place, but everybody's at this one spot. Vietnam Joe shows up at this point with John, who is completely healed. When he, when, Joe, when Vietnam Joe found him, he was had a hole in his stomach. He was bleeding. He was dying in this car. And then uh, he shows up, and John's just, like, got his head out the window like a dog as they're driving up in the van, and he's fine. Yeah, and he had put... Joe's hand on his chest and was like, you can help Joe. And for whatever reason, that magically healed him. him. But what – so Vietnam Joe says, which one of those guys at the VFW put you up to this? Because I told them something in confidence and for them to use it against me in a prank is fucked up and I'm going to go beat the shit out of somebody. And Joe – John looks at him and goes, you didn't leave me behind, Joe. So I – what I think is happening is Joe at some point has told a story to someone about when he was in Vietnam, he left an injured man behind and ran because he was scared. And this time he didn't. So John was giving him while he, yes, he, Joe obviously doesn't have the ability to heal people. That was John's power. But I think doing this allowed Joe to heal himself emotionally. Right. I think that was the sort of point of all that. For sure. Which I liked. I thought like uh, – because I didn't expect Vietnam Joe to be like a character that got that amount of attention, you know? Yeah. And like already just in these four episodes, you're seeing like characters shift or grow. Ev- everyone apart from Mitch is growing as, yeah. a, <laughs> is growing as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, did, what did Bill – Bill kept calling John something. Uh, now I see you. Right, because – I, I keep my eyes on you, you, he said to to John, and then John said it back to him because that's how he fucking reacts. So he keeps calling him when he's having these soliloquies to himself. He's like, I keep getting my – like, I got my eyes on you instead of saying yeah, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is very interesting. And, oh, it's really – it's kind of funny <laughs> when uh, Butchie and Kai come to Bill's house and they're like, we're looking for John. And they're like, where's – uh, Sean. Bill immediately like, well, where's Sean? Because he thinks John's going to try to fuck this kid. And then when they find out that Sean's just like fine at the house, yeah. he's just like, oh, well, he's not a pervert. Okay. <laughs> but I like what, ha- what happens in that moment is that uh, Kai calls the shop to check to ask Rebecca Bay essentially to check up on where, where Sean is. And that's where he finds out. And it's like Butchie's not understanding what's happening. And Bill's like – that one's got some brains. I don't know what she's doing with you. Because she, he, they have like a little moment where like, oh, let's make sure he's not, hasn't kidnapped this kid. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, just a horribly acted scene from Sean. They're at the, uh, he's hanging out with some friends. He had, they had gone surfing and now they're back at the surf shop and the mom's there. Just watching videos. Just watching surf videos like kids do or whatever. And uh, there's two, two grown men in the store that turn out to be reporters. Trying to fish around for a story on uh, on Sean. Yeah, and one of the reporters is looking at like a women's wetsuit. Wet yeah, and she's like, "Oh, is that for you?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's you- gonna make oh make your uh, uh, surfing and drags got to make your nuts hurt or whatever she says. But she's like, "Ah, you fucking piece of shit!" Like she has this moment where, like, "Fuck you, get out of here!" But it's like emotional and delivered well. And then Sean's like. Yeah, you piece of shit. Like, Sean is so flat. When the kid is, like, they're having a conference, like, the kids are all talking amongst themselves, and one of them says, like, uh... You died. But, yeah, well, he basically says, like, my grandma starts better than you, and she's dead. And uh, he's like, well, whatever, Sean died yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And Sean's like, 
Get the fuck out of here. Look at the mess you made. Like, he's just got nothing. He's just nothing at all. Yeah. The doctor is going on a bit of a, a, a somewhat of like, I don't know, like a journey. He's like lost at this point. He's quit the hospital. He doesn't know what he's doing. And he's just like trying to check up on Sean. He's just kind of wanting Checking to be around. Checking up on Butchie. It seems like he just wants to be around Where? whatever this magical thing is. And he meets John for the first time as John's getting out of uh, Joe's truck. That's the first time he's met John, right? They saw him at the hospital but briefly, like, really but then, but actually spending sort of time. Yes, he's yeah. at the, at the uh, when John's getting out of the truck, and he's like, he's like, "There's no uh, stab." Right, things, he's like, but "This the is fresh. Is br- this is fresh, real blood." Yeah, uh, but in the beginning, so John shows uh, uh, the doctor is walking around. She, he goes to Butchie's, but she's not there. He does run into Luke Perry at one point while Luke Perry's cleaning the house, and uh, he. I like the line. There's a line where he says like. Um, He's like, so are you related to the Yotes? And uh, Luke Perry says, not by blood. And he's like, oh, so you just smell it in the water? And he's like, those two of them are having like a really kind of, well, what's your what's your angle? Well, what's your angle? And Luke Perry's coming from the place that's like, I'm actually working an angle. Like I, So I think everybody else is. And we want the doctor's like, no, I just saw a miracle yesterday and I don't know how to live in this world anymore. Um, yeah. To the point where he does meet that old Mexican lady. And Which was such a weird but good but weird scene. Yeah. He's like, I think I'm going to fill out this catalog she gave me. He's like, <laughs> she's working on these flowers and he's just like, nice roses. And she goes, you want a Cadillac? And he's like, do I want a Cadillac? Yeah. And then she, there's a sign. It's like she sells Avon. So he's like, oh, I will get a catalog. I will take a catalog. Thank you. And then he just kind of talks to her a little bit about like, yeah, you know, it's all this weird thing or whatever. And she's like. Doesn't speak English, I'm guessing, because no. not responding. And then he's like, is the hotel this way? And she's like, yes. And then that's the whole scene. But it's like th- like two and a half minutes. It's like a lot of screen time given to just him being confused. It was just an odd – it was a very odd scene, I thought. Yeah, it's like one of those things like where you don't know what reads is significant until later on in the show. Sure. And so it's like – yeah, maybe this maybe flower. These flowers might... are going to come back. Yeah, 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 maybe the flowers come back. Maybe the catalog's important. Maybe he buys something in the catalog that becomes useful later. Like, sure, why not? Everything. <laughs> Another bit good. of weird uh, lingo per se, like uh, dumping out or whatever. Yeah, is uh, what Cass pulls up at one point to the hotel. And Kai <laughs> says to Butchie's like, oh, that's that girl. He, she was trying to slap, slap it, it on, on, your on, on your dad. And then, like, she just gets – picks up fucking John and drives away. And he's like, she's trying to slap it on John now too? And I'm like, is that a – I've never heard that as a term before. Like, dump? I get. You take a dump. I never dump it out. But at least it's like in context I figured it out. But slapping it on? Very weird. They're uh, they're so visceral. These phrases, all of these phrases that they're giving us, they're like really like you can hear yeah, it in the rafters. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There, uh, there's like a, there's texture to these words. It's yeah. very weird and gross. Uh, Bill has a moment with his his bird Zippy, mm. where he feels that Bur- uh, Zippy has not told him explicitly, but conveyed Fade to him yeah. that him and Freddie are supposed to be friends, right? And so he goes over to the motel to seek out Freddie again. <laughs> yeah, this time with coffee and donuts. With coffee and donuts. And was like, listen, I don't know what my bird's thinking, but you and I are supposed to work together. And uh, at one point, Freddie goes, I got a lizard back home that changes shapes. And uh, Bill says, they call those chameleons. But that's not what 
what Freddy means. Freddy means his lizard changes shapes, not colors. Yeah. Because he keeps talking about John being a shapeshifter and shit. So it's, that's weird. And then uh, some strange blonde lady pulls up looking for Butchie. I thought it might be Sean's mom because we haven't Theoretically, met Theoretically, we haven't mom. met Sean's mom. That could be. I hadn't even really thought about that, but that would make sense. But it's like, oh, here's another character that's clearly going to be. She has like two seconds in this episode, but clearly she's going to be in the next one. You know what I mean? Like she's going to be around. Um, what was the other big moment? Is there any other? <laughs> There's also the scene where fucking uh, Bill comes to the hotel to tell Butchie and, and Kai that he hasn't had whatever. And <laughs> Butchie just has a hard on because he was making out with fucking uh, with Kai. Kai there. He does. He even said like they're making out and she, he's like, sorry, uh, I haven't. Haven't shot up in three days. I'd get hard at mud, which is a very oddly delivered line. But like, and tell me if I'm crazy wrong. She jumped on him, yes. right? Like jumped up, wrapped her legs around him. Yeah. Like clearly she's she's down, right? Yeah. So I'm not sure why he's so apologetic about the hard on at that point. It seemed like that was a, eventually the goal. Yeah. I thought he was apologizing because like he couldn't get. Like, he hadn't done heroin in so long and he couldn't get it up is what I thought they were going for. I think so. And then, like, immediately he gets one as he opens the door for Bill. <laughs> because Bill's like, Jesus, you have a direction. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, sorry, I got to put yeah, this but, one down. But, see, now this is another example of John starting to repeat things he's not privy to. Like, he's not there for. Because he said uh, – Butchie at one point says, let me uh, – Get, let me handle this unfortunate bulge, I think is the exact line. Yeah. And then when John's driving away, and that's just her and then Kai alone in the room. And then when John's driving away with Cass, he goes like, handle that bulge, Butchie, or whatever, and does the fucking cowabunga hands. Yeah. So, like, he's starting to repeat things that he has not been around for, which is just more weirdness. And uh, Cass comes back to the hotel, and Mitch is there reading his meditation book. Right, and she's like, "You gotta go because yeah, I, yeah. got I got I got John guy. here now." Yeah, yeah. And uh, and she tells Luke Perry's character, she's like, "Hey, I sent him off." I, right, I got rid of him. And he's like, "You're fired." And I was like, "What did she do? What did she do? I don't under like." As far as I can tell, she he has Luke Perry was paying her to get close to Mitch, mm. and I guess. To eventually be in a position that like in like exert influence over him, I'm assuming, or gather information on him, whatever it may be. But she has opted not to do that to be around John. Yeah. Because of the vision that she had, right? Yes, because of the vision that she had. And I think partially from seeing that dude float. For sure. I Which think- I do think it's kind of funny at this point. Floating is kind of the most minor of magical things that have been happening and people are kind of reacting to it as such. So like she sees him float and she's like, I'm going to go to the store. Like people are still like, yeah, I get it. You float. But like, so did David Blaine. So I don't know why this is so bad. Yeah. Well, it's like a, it's like if your most annoying friend suddenly learned a really cool trick, it's like, well, I mean, yeah, but I still don't want to hang I out. Still with you. Like you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but she's like, she brings yeah. She brings John back because he's going to stay with her. Doesn't like he's still covered in blood. No one has bothered to clean him up at all, which is an odd choice. But she's like, "You'll sleep on the floor, and I'll work over here or whatever." And then she asks him, "What do you mean?" Which is no one's asked him that yet. I thought that was an interesting choice. And then he says, "See God cast or see God Kai." And she goes, "I'm cast," and he goes, "See God cast." So like, I don't know what the fuck is I. I I, that being said, I'm deeply confused. 
but like 100% in. Yeah. Like I find it fascinating. It, there's like interesting shots. There's a moment where uh, in the fir- in the well, technically the third episode where uh, Freddie's sitting outside the hospital, like having that conversation with himself, and uh, Cass walks out of the hotel, out of the hospital, and there's just this like solo shot of this big wall that she like walks fr- uh, slowly in front of while the opera is playing, and then Mitch does the same thing, and it's clearly like intentional and very interesting looking. I don't know what it means, but it's like cool looking. So like. On all levels, this show has like got me. Yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'm hooked. I I'm interested to see where it goes because there's we're four episodes in and there's four episodes left. Mm. And right now, I'm definitely. It, Are there only eight? I thought there were ten. Were there ten? I think there's ten. I hope there's ten. I'm gonna be bummed out if there's only eight. There's probably ten, but I mean, like, there's. I'm definitely at the point where we're like yeah, more questions than answers. For oh yeah, I have no answers. I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. Do we have? Do you have any more ideas about what John could be? I I am leaning more and more towards religion, and not necessarily Christianity. So maybe not an angel, but there is some sort of omnipotence going on with him right yeah because he like we say he's able to repeat things that he's not around for um i think he caused that earthquake like so there's like more of a all seeingness going on with john than i think initially we were led to believe so there's something there what it is no fucking idea but yeah i'm i I got nothing what do you what what about you any clue uh, no idea. Although after the shape shifting lizard line from Freddie, I was like, lizard? "He could be an alien. He could be a shape shifting <laughs> lizard alien for sure." I wouldn't be shocked at all. Uh, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked, but it would definitely be a hard right turn from well, this because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I, yeah, I'm definitely feeling religious. Alien well. doesn't make any sense to me anymore. No, um, that was only just kind of the way he speaks, just because the way science fiction has kind of handled aliens in the past. Yeah, just that kind of blank slate character is always like, uh, like Lilu from Fifth Element. Just yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Multipaths. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I'm definitely feeling religious vibes from. And also the repeating, like, sea god and the prophetic mm-hmm. visions. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Zippy is clearly in tune with something, <laughs> the bird. I – the one relationship that I'm very much uh, excited to see progress is Freddie and Bill. Yeah, the that's probably that, like, the most that's exciting. that's going to happen and they're like – I don't know. There's like – they don't like each other but you can tell right away they have this, like, super easy rapport. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for them. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Twisted Middle Kid or Instagram at Def Not a Dirty Old Man. Definitely do that. I'm at Chris Cubis on all social media. You can uh, the Sting is first Wednesday of the month. I'm not sure if this will be out by then. If it is, you should come to it. That's going to be awesome. Um, if not, we'll see you next week. See you. <laughs>